I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person. I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hello, everyone. Gonna open up right at the top with the truth. I fucked up. I fucked up in this little interview. Uh, <clears throat> it's a it's very technical, but and whatever. But the long story short is, when I was trying to record this uh, conversation I had with Jocelyn, which was so so lovely, we were talking to these microphones that I usually use the whole time. Uh, but I forgot to press a button on my recording device that meant I recorded from these internal microphones on the recorder and those microphones were not right in front of our faces like this luscious sound right now. They were, um, that microphone was on the table between us. So the sound is a little weird. I've done my best to salvage it because I didn't want to lose this conversation, um, because I thought it was really great and I've been wanting to do this with Jocelyn for a while you know, I've had like Lily and Aaron, some clever people on here already. And um, yeah, I just, of course, wanted to get to Jocelyn. So I know this interview. Well, OK, I'll say this. Most of the people I have on here have some kind of like diagnosed mental thing, whatever. Like, right. Like I have ADHD and depression and whatever. Well, I guess actually I don't even know if that's true, most of the people. I think what's important here is like Jocelyn uh, is, of course, interesting to me because I of her struggle. I want to know everybody has their secret struggles. Everyone has tough things that happen to me. But Jocelyn, it's it's not it's her positivity, this like constant energy and readiness and like room for whatever is in front of her that she approaches. Anytime I've seen her and worked with her, she approaches things with this like eagerness isn't the right word, but like delight almost like, I, I think this is the thing about Jocelyn that gets me. It's like we talk on here. I talk, I, we, I talk about living in inquiry a lot 
And like, if you could greet the unknown or greet difficulty that other people in the world brings you with inquiry instead of judgment and just encounter your whole world with inquiry instead of judgment. I think Jocelyn kind of does that. Like, but like in this way, like anything that could happen, bad, whatever, like, oh, that now would kind of have a, oh, okay. (laughs) Like we're going to do that now. And, and I've seen her in production, you know, when you're shooting things and we run, there's nobody who doesn't get tired from it eventually. And Jocelyn is the person who's up very early in the day. You you get to see people at their like grouchiest ultimately if you shoot with them enough. And I've never seen, not that she's like, I've seen her, what, what I'm trying to say, I've seen her like shift into a serious version of herself that never ceases to be looking for a good answer to this situation for everyone. And I think that like there's a generosity of spirit in that. And I believe having that outlook on the universe sort of starts to perpetuate itself. It it creates a levity. My, I have therapist who says, uh, said to me once, like, let things be light, like, like allow lightness in your life. And, uh, there's great profundity in that. I think there's a huge amount of wisdom and like being able to step back from whatever the fuck is occupying your thoughts, your little human thoughts that seems so heavy, this universe in your shoulders and just letting yourself be, you know, I don't know, letting things be light, knowing that you are just here for a moment and that's great. Uh, that every moment that you are here within that moment, <laughs> you're going to find beautiful or find something beautiful about it. That you're going to choose to be curious and excited about the things you see instead of judgmental and scared. I don't know. It's contagious. Joss, I mean, you know, Joss and I have sort of similar brains, this kind of pace and kind of manic silly billy thing that we can do. And I always had so much fun shooting things with her at Clever. So I don't know. This was nice to talk to her about how is she like that? Why is she like that? What's the Tao of Jocelyn? Um, we, this was about a week or so after the Defy stuff happened, too. So we talked some about that, about Defy shutting down. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. If you guys like the podcast, uh, please support us at patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain or just leave us a nice review. That helps us a lot. And um, that's it. That's the business. That's the business I keep forgetting to do, and I thought I'd throw in here, too. Okay, on to this uh, talk that I had with my lovely, uh, wonderful, just uh, all-around so Jocelyn-y friend, Jocelyn. Hey, Joss. Hi, Jared. I'm joined today. I mean, great time. By a truck. truck. A trash truck outside. See, I think, I don't think the mic even picked that up, so now we're going to just seem crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're just like, whoa. Uh, Joss, it's a delight to finally have you on my good bad brain. It is a delight to be here with you, as it always is, especially in this gorgeous living room. Oh, thank you. That was highly featured on Facebook. Hit show. 
Estate did. Oh, I don't know. That was produced by that company, uh, Clever Clever <laughs> TV, I think, the Five Media. What happened to them? What happened to them? Actually, this is this is nice. We can talk. We finally get to talk to another basically because they closed because you have time. <laughs> I do. I have some extra time. Still not really sure what the future of Clever is. Hopefully, we're finding a new home. But in the meantime, we have halted production, so that does leave me with. More yeah. time than I typically have, which yeah. is not much. And I've been wanting to come on your podcast since you started it. Oh, yeah, so me I'm too. excited. You were on my first list of stuff. I got through a bunch of the other clever people or, you know. And I think our we have similar brains in weird ways. Like, I don't think, I think there's a lot of ways they're different. But there's an energy that I just, at least in our performative aspects, that yes. like we kind of match, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's fun. So that'd be fun to like. We're both very like yes Andy type people. That's, that's like, what it is. If someone, if like Jill, our producer, right. ever gives me and you something to roll with, right. we are going to take it until someone tells us to just shut the F up. Yeah, that's that's a great way to describe it. Because maybe that is the similarities, the yes anding. Because maybe that's where the similarities end too. I don't know. Well, I think we also both have a similar energy level in that i think yes we are different but i think we both enjoy a lot of the same things like people talking to people we're both really close with our families i think that is so integral to who i I am as a person and i know it is for you too and i feel like that's like the wellspring from whence we have sprung so that's true i think could be really similar i think your family like corbally yeah yeah your family's definitely more stable than mine from the outside looking in is what it seems like. But I do agree with you. I think that this, because you do have like a self-possession, like, I mean, that's a similarity. There's like outward weirdness. Some other people would be like, wow, they're really energetic and do their own thing. But like that can only exist with a confidence isn't even the right word because like confidence suggests you don't like, you're not doubting or something like that, that it's just like, um, you kind of uh, have a sense of your identity, I think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's you what know? it is. Just an understanding of where where you came from, or that you have a place that you came from that you fit into just by being whatever you are. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's like never a second thought to me that other people are like, "Oh, you're so kooky, or you're so like energetic, and the way you do these things," or uh, you know, it doesn't seem weird to me. And I think it's interesting, and I don't know if you would feel the same way, but a lot of those aspects of myself, especially now that I'm a person in their thirties, yeah. who there is this certain age, especially for girls, when it's like, you're 13, time to stop being silly, time to get sexy. And oh. there's nothing I hate more than wow. that. It's like, so I almost find myself sometimes being like, why am I acting so weird right now? And I think I'm doing it, A, because I think it's fun, but B, because I think it makes other people feel like they can be at ease with themselves. I completely you know? agree with that. Yeah. I, I feel the same Maybe that's the similarity. Like, because I've always felt like I feel like the way one is, is an example for others around you. Like, we all model for each other all the time, whether or not we like it. And if, I, yeah, I think people have been in my life's inspirations because they're just themselves or weird or do whatever they want to do. And that does make me go like, oh, that's an option for me, for other people. I mean, I guess like the theme overall is in, you know, the interest of focusing these episodes or whatever was like, for us, I think, well, I think it's nice that the Dubai thing has just happened because then we can have this theme of like, how do we deal with big life shifts that right. happen? Uh, but you generally, I think the one originally I was going to ask you about and still remains true and is related to that is you do have this like positivity pretty mm-hmm. consistently. I think I've, I don't think I've ever seen you like be 
dark or like pissed. I feel like I've sensed you get tired at times mm-hmm. and start and but and like it almost like has this re- this feeling to me like like you know like if you have a if you see your dad get angry and he never gets angry and you're like oh wow oh, no. it just seems somebody be yes. a way that doesn't you're exactly. not used to them you're like well and so I feel like I might have seen you be that but even that uh, or like the, like I always I've almost always complimented you like after we do something together because I you really blows me away like as a host you're so good at like playing the yes and game and being kooky and being yourself to some degree but also like keeping things on track and keeping it going, keeping it presentational and like knowing the job that there is there to accomplish. And so that speaks to me to, to some ability of like to, I don't know, have some kind of mastery over your emotions or at least like, um, yeah, like, like some consistency, I guess, like emotional consistency. Yeah. Or, or like a, uh, maybe claiming them or something like, like you're making choices about your existence is what it mm-hmm. feels like to me. Yeah. So in the midst of just regular life that mm-hmm. brings in a lot of, hard, crazy things. We even just cited just the expectation that you're 13 times to be sexy, not silly. Like those, like you're obviously aware of all the weird societal shit everywhere and all the things of regular life. And then on top of it now, like in the instance of a specific thing, like your whole career going like, we're done now with this <laughs> exactly. job. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So let's start there. What does Jocelyn do to say so? Jocelyn Chipper, you well, know? Well, first off, um, I have actually, contrary to, probably what most people know about me, been through some really crazy life events really? in my last five years, which maybe I'll feature talking about on my YouTube channel. Honestly, <laughs> they are things I've not opened up about yeah. because they are not just my story. Right. And I feel like the people involved in some of the things that have happened in my life need to share in that storytelling because it's just as much them yeah. as me. That being said, those situations were you know, the worst that you could probably go through, very life and death oriented. Mm -hmm. So that is where my perspective is now, at this point in my life. I think about some really bad things that happened in the last week for a lot of my friends. But hey, you know what? We're all alive. We're all healthy. And to me, I know that sounds like, oh, that's so simple and silly. But when you're in a situation where people around you are facing death and where, you know, you're being faced with some really tough stuff, it really, really, really changes your perspective. And that's what it's been for me. Listen, I've had tough moments. Like I have had a few moments where I've been really sad and angry and cried. And I feel like I'm going through all those stages of grief. And like, you need to let yourself feel all of those things. You cannot bottle them up. But I think I just have a really strong perspective on the things that matter to me. And I love my career and I love everything I've built because of the people, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful that I still have those people and those relationships in my life. And also, I've seen a lot of change, like really crazy change when we're talking about career stuff. Over the last 10 years, like YouTube wasn't even a thing 10 years ago. I know. And now it's like not a thing again. And now it's not a thing again. But here's my perspective is that every time I've gone through really, really, really uncomfortable change that like I don't like, it doesn't feel good. I'm getting a gray hair every five seconds. Mm -hmm. That is when the most amazing things happen. Every time I've gone through a really tough transition and change, that's the moment for reinvention. But it's all about perspective. If you're scared of change, and you're unwilling to accept it and you hate it, you can't really expect right. good things to come out of it. 
And that sounds Pollyanna, but it's like sometimes a lot harder Mm -hmm. to be positive and keep working and keep trying to evolve in tough situations than it is just like, I'm angry. I agree with that. There's like a lot of, um, I think I'm starting to understand more the idea of discipline as a solution to uh, a lot of life problems. And among, and, and the baseline of discipline to me is like, choosing to do something that you don't instinctively want to do because you know it's a more positive choice and what you're saying is like i do think there's an indulgence and, and it's easy sometimes uh sometimes you just don't have a choice over it like depression yeah. or something like that no, i, I so totally true. relate to that but um that that it is easier sometimes to just say like i fuck it or like get down you know whatever and that the discipline of maintaining like choosing to be positive and it's yeah. also about the people you surround yourself with. When I'm going through something tough in this situation, there are certain people that I just can't put myself around to protect my own self in situations like this. Uh-huh. I'll put myself around people who are going to lift me up. Yeah. And like someone like you who is willing to have the tough conversations. Right. But at the end of the day, as a positive person, there's this woman named Gretchen Rubin. She wrote this book called The Happiness Project. Okay. And it's all about habits. And how forming habits are so important and how that's what can make you happy. I agree with that. And I've really found that a lot of that has worked in my own life. I think it's different for everybody. Um, well, what, kind of, what's, what are some habits that you find? Like, for example, um, I know that if I do something as simple as like light a really beautiful candle in mm-hmm. my house, it will change my mood. That's I why know, I started doing insects for myself. It does um, something to pull me I out think of it really my does. head. And I also think I was talking to somebody about this the other day and not to get like two deep thoughts, but I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. Is that I think we were made by a creator, Mm -hmm. like in the creator's image, like like the creator. So I believe all human beings are meant to be creative and that we're meant to be enjoying creative things. So when I'm like down, I'll go outside and enjoy creation or I'll listen to music that makes me feel good. It's insane how much it can lift your mood to put on some headphones and go get some vitamin D. It Dude, really, really I, is. I, uh, I said this the other day, I like was, cause I was doing some boxing with friends and I was like looking out, I was making new workout playlists. Cause I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have them anymore. And I just listened to podcasts so much and things like that. And I was listening to music and I was like texting my friends. Like, I was like, music's so fucking good. You guys, it's like I forgot though. how good music is. That's I know. Crazy. That's so funny. It, I do think those are like, you can think of those things almost as little like um, brain hacks. Yeah, Yeah, it's different for everybody because I think happiness is so, first off, fleeting. It it can be in and out. It can come and go so quickly. But the fact that we have a choice and that we can choose it if we want to. Not always, like you said, because it's not the case for everybody. Well, I I think there's a lot like, uh, yes, sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes it's like everything you're trying, it still doesn't fucking work. And it is like a brain chemistry thing. I I think about a lot uh, that these days I'm thinking, my, my main thought around if two things are true, two things can be true, which are one thing is true is that sometimes you don't have control over your bad feeling. And the other thing is true is uh, sometimes I can choose my way out of bad feelings. Then I can look at them and say, those are both equally true Mm -hmm. statements, but only one of them serves me. Like the thought, sometimes I have no fucking way out of this situation. It's just my brain. Deciding to think mostly about that truth 
isn't helpful because then I'll tend that way when maybe choosing wouldn't right. would work. Exactly. Versus thinking about the choice. Sometimes I can make choices and changes that will bring me out of a bad place. And if I focus on that, it's not always going to work, but sometimes it will. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And the other one is like the Wayne Gretzky thing. Like you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> So, so it's true. Like, if I don't try to get better or figure out some choices, then of course, and because I've already decided it's just my brain, it's my brain chemistry, I can't fucking fix this, then of course you're never going to fix it. And once in a while, you know, you'll find, and I think more often than we think, that you that you do have more power over yourself than you than you realize. And I'm always moderating this discussion because you're always in this fine line when you talk about mental health stuff of like, on the one hand, you want to give absolute credence and weight and mass to the difficulty that exists for some people. Like when you have brain chemistry things, like that shit's real and don't act like it's not. And don't yeah. act like people who are just telling you stop being lazy and get out of bed and don't be depressed. Like just be happy. Like that's not an option. It's not realistic. Yeah. Right. But the other side of it is that like it does help. Like we go to talk therapy and talk therapy can change you in positive ways the same way somebody saying shitty abusive stuff to you can physically traumatize you and affect your your brain chemistry so this idea that there are uh quote-unquote non-physical like that there's a, a, a thought that you can have or a choice that you can make that can have a physical impact on you that's also true and empowering i think it's good mm-hmm. to focus on that because also and to get even more like uh you know abstract about this like we become our thoughts but your thoughts are physical like, I agree like we, we consider them to be an ephemeral thing, but it exists because of electrical signals and chemical interactions in your brain. Uh, at some level, your thoughts are physical. are physical things. Exactly. And it's very interesting. I think, you know, that whole thing of like, words will never hurt me. I think words and thoughts are so powerful. I know, I don't know if you've ever heard people like joke about this. Like, I've won so many, like, work fights in the car on the way to work talking to myself right. or whatever. And I think the way that we talk to ourselves and oh, yeah. the thoughts that we have are what can truly impact our lives for the best and for the worst. Right. And I definitely many times felt found myself going down these rabbit holes where I'm just like having these thoughts. I'm like, where the hell did this even come from? And I have to like make the choice to be like, no, 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 I'm not even going to think about that. Like moving on, thinking about things that are for me rooted in reality. Yeah. Um, even that awareness to go, where do these thoughts come from? Like what, how did this just pop into my head? This is weird. Well, I think to realize that I, we are not in like kooky, crazy, mystical, psychic ways, like in very practical ways, we do sponge up the people around us. And we're also made up of other people. Like we are, we received our DNA from our parents, you know, and that DNA is affected by the things like epigenetics or genes that turn on and off based on outside uh, traumatic factors and they pass those on or not. You know, that like we are, that sometimes I do believe um, traumas or different kinds of thoughts can enter your head and or, or your experience. And if you have that ability to observe them moving throughout you, Sometimes you can't say, well, wait, that's not mine. Like that I'm carrying a weight for a loved one or a partner or a friend or or something mm-hmm. that like you can, if you're not conscious, which then again becomes why boundary and personal awareness becomes important because then you can realize when you're taking on other people's baggage or taking on other people's negative talk or, you know. And even beyond that, I, this is like such a Pinterest quote, which I feel like I've just been a plethora of Pinterest quotes Love this it. week. 
is that you really do become the people you surround yourself with. I think that's and so fucking true. It's so corny, but I've been thinking no, about that like, true. a lot lately. It's so true. And I've been so fortunate to just be surrounded by really amazing people and I've been able to make really good friends, yeah. friends that are like family to me. I also like my family and they're great, which is, you know, not everybody can say that, especially in LA. People are like, I want to get away from my family. And so, you know, I, I, I feel as though these people around me, like lift me up to new places where my new, my norm is different than it might be for other people. So I think that's a tough thing to do to look around your life and see like how are the people around me acting and like, cause they might be your really good friends and stuff too, but you have to be, I think we have to be realistic. Like, and protective of yourself at a certain level. Like, yeah. you know, at a certain point, it's okay to kind of choose yourself because yeah. you can't, you really can't fix other people. And if they, you know, don't want to realize some of the things that are going on with them or don't want to talk about them or try to improve upon them after a certain point, like, it's just hard. And I've had people yeah. in my life where I'm just like, I love you so much, but I cannot do this in the way that I am anymore. Like yeah. I have to separate myself a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I kind of buy that thing that you become the average of like the five pieces. Of your it's so true. It's I so think true. it is true. And I think I'm really grateful that the people around me are supportive, but, but not even that so much. I, I, what I'm inspired by is people who are doing their own shit who are like mm-hmm. out there in the world, taking risks, talking being themselves creative. positively, yeah, being creative, trying to do something. And there's this, like, people always say, like, I feel like the first time I heard the phrase, like, ambitious is a good thing was in the context of romantic interest. So it's that, like, people like a guy who's ambitious, something like that. But I realized as I got older that, like, as much as I like to veg and do nothing or whatever, like, I do have dreams and I, I fucking lose my mind if I don't create. And it's easy to fall into a rut of not doing that. And it's easier to not if you're surrounded by people who also create and do things. Exactly. You know? And, like, and, like, dude... I don't know. It's just, it's so easy to, uh, my friend Zeke, Zeke says we uh, co-sign each other's bullshit, you know, mostly it's around like uh, <laughs> making funny. poor food choices. Like we're together, we're like, you want to get ice cream? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I love yeah. you co-sign my bullshit. But I trust him to not co-sign certain kinds of bullshit because he's a good friend and a good person who's done his work. And I think you have to like look at your, your dynamic sometimes and be like, who am I in this dynamic? Am I the co-signer or am I being co-signed because you need some no people in your life i think we all do it doesn't really matter you know whether your ages are different or that dynamic doesn't match up like i know that like for example all the people in my immediate family actually not my mom she's like too nice but that my sister and brother will be like you like have to stop you're ridiculous like that is not working you need to like change it up you know, whatever it is, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, a character flaw or like an outfit choice, whatever. Right. I know that they're going to be like, you look stupid. Stop being dumb. And I'm so grateful that I have those yeah. people who will actually be for real with me. I think that it was hard for me to realize that's a, that's a good observation. It was hard no to people are the ones who actually care about you. I think that's true. I, it's just, again, one of those things that you need to be able to distinguish and make sure that that's true. I agree. Because there are also people who are just fucking negative and just like they're putting their own fear of failure out there in the world onto you mm-hmm. by telling you no and blah, blah, blah. But um, <clears throat> it's been hard for me to learn because I think I wanted acceptance so bad yeah. from like blind acceptance, especially like from like unconditional love for the people close to me. 
to realize that for some of you who love me the most who say no or, or criticize things I do are doing it because they're right. And like, ultimately they're like, I'm making yeah. self-destructive choices and they're just like, I'm not going to agree with that. And I think like one of the comments I get a lot from like people that meet me are like, you really don't care what people think. And I'm like, you're right. But however, I have a handful of people in my life that I really care yeah. what they think. Same. And I think that's why, you know, for me, at least like covering this young celebrity news for so long, a lot of these young kids who rise to stardom at such a young age do not have anyone in their life who is A, telling them no, right. or B, that they care about their opinion enough to stop doing the bad things that they're doing or right. whatnot. So, like, I have a handful of people in my life that I'm like, if they looked at me with question marks in their eyes, I would think twice. But then a lot of other people, I'm just like, yeah. thank you, next. <laughs> I think that's, thank you. Next. Great song. Great song. I was talking about it, I was like, it's just such a, per a perfect balance. Of perfect. Like, it's like, this is how, like, you, your best version of, like, wishing how you could be in a breakup is, like, kind of, like, magnanimous and kind of like grow and like I'm like, so grateful I'm so grateful for all but the like good out of my face yeah. at the same but time at the same time just that little bit of sad that little bit like okay you know that like um, one of them yeah. loved her one of them taught her something and the other one she just laughs at yeah like he's such an idiot I don't know I just thought everyone yeah. I know even my grandma probably freaking relates to that song <laughs> yeah it's yeah, that's such a gift to make stuff that like just people relate to like and know. talk about I mean uh, I think Ariana Grande you know, I've been following her career for, like, ever. She has been through it. Like, she has yeah. had some horrible, oh, horrible, yeah, that's true. horrible things happened in her life. And I've met her family. They're good people. She keeps them very tight and close to her. Yeah. Her grandma, well, her mom, Well, you just said, uh, I was thinking, like, I I feel like I have a similar pattern of, like, a, people, some, a few people who I really fucking give a shit what they think about me. And I give them those keys to the castle. And it's like... In the past, I think I would sometimes pick people who just didn't like me. Like, I, I like an instinct to, like... You gotta be like, careful about who you choose. Exactly. And I think you gotta make sure you're not choosing people out of a, your own weird wounds, which I think I used to do. But I've realized... I do think it gives you strength where... You, it's almost like a... What's it? Like a horcrux in Voldemort or whatever. <laughs> you know, a horcrux in Harry Potter. It's like you take the your vulnerabilities <laughs> and you put them with a few trusted people. And then yeah. the rest of the world can't touch you. You're like, well, if these people are disappointed in me, I'll probably, like, totally shatter. But, you know... Exactly. But and I, I also trust them that if they are going to feel that way about me, then it's real and I should probably take it seriously. And I think being vulnerable and having, like, those really vulnerable moments, those authentic moments, are what people actually relate to. There's just so much BS out there right Oof, now. Yeah. I feel like top to bottom, especially with, like, younger generations who don't have much experience speaking to people they're just like texting and snapping all the time right. people are so hungry for like human interaction oh. something real and like something messy and something that's not perfect but just right. something do you I, know? I do i agree with that oh because i think we're so interconnected at this point you like the fact that i could like tweet someone like barack obama and maybe he'll see it that's crazy that but also crazy. Have I spoken to a human being in person in three days? Like, well, I was just thinking when you said that, that we do live in a weird, I, I don't know what youth are like now. Like, I don't, because everything's recorded and everything's tracked and that means like everything's judged. And it's almost like this, 
rat like I don't know. I wonder. I feel like some of the messiness and messy stories and kind of like romantic with a capital R stories that, you know, from my youth of just like wild, reckless things and, you know, what and stuff that like isn't necessarily respectable or that I like I made poor choices. But I I don't know. I, I think uh, in the, the Fiona Apple song, A Mistake, mm-hmm. she's <laughs> like, I got a taste for a well-made mistake. Yes. I think about that all the time, a well-made mistake. That side note, one time my little brother, um, he was getting, he was writing some poems. I like to write poems and he was writing some poems. He sent it to the group chat, this poem that he wrote. And he read it in this, um, in this, uh, voice. Like it's hard not to read poems without doing a poem voice. That's not your real voice. And is it always mildly like East Atlantic or British? No, or well, yeah, it depends what it is. It's either you're going to go with the slam poetry voice. Yes. And this is where I am. This is where <laughs> I've been. And this where I'm going. Damn! You know? Or something like that. Or, or, or it becomes more like... Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, Edgar Allan Poe. And I need to tell the truth of these moments that happen to me in my life. All right, you like beat Nick, snap it out. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know? And it's just hard not to, it's hard to just read in your, in your voice. Like, I wrote this thing, here it is. Yes. Um, and my little brother, my other little brother, had a, it was like, honestly, Connor, I, I can't, get over the reading voice, probably just because you're my brother, but whatever. And uh, and I chimed in and I was like, no, Kyle, it's not because you're just his brother. You're right. Like, it's harder to read in your own voice because it's scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to, like, make your own. Because I was like, just writing poems is embarrassing. Like, like poems. It's not like a thing people do. Probably, right. They're vulnerable. Unfortunately, I think. And I was like, and I thought to myself, Writing a poem is a mistake, and reading a poem is a mistake, but it's a good one. It's like a well-made mistake. And then I was like, I kind of think all art is a well-made mistake. And when you get into the big macro, and this is back to your thing about the creator and the creation that we are made to create and be involved with creativity, is like all of life is like a well-made mistake. Like it's, it's this crazy. weird accident of like atoms that created the building blocks of like uh you know the things that make up our dna and electricity struck them one day and then they kind of like connected and then you'd single cell organisms and somehow 370 million years later or whatever there's us you know or see but i so i believe like in mistakes but also like not mistakes because i think even the most horrible things Mm -hmm. in my life um and i can only speak for myself have like in hindsight and it's just like such a simple idea that i feel like people talk about and sometimes i'm like yeah whatever um have all just really worked together in a great way where yeah. I'm like okay that makes sense to me so i do subscribe to the belief that like things happen for a reason yeah but i don't think all people are good so that's why i think bad things happen in the world right um because i like, agree with you you know i think Because I think we do all, I think most human beings are in this epic search for purpose and people are trying to figure it out. And I think we all have one. I really do believe that. I don't think there's a single person on this earth with no purpose. I think that's so much of what our journey Mm -hmm. is about. This is, I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be a few weeks ago, but I did a a thing about... um... Did you read The Alchemist? I haven't. I finally, I, I listened to a book on tape. People recommend Did you like it? I like, really liked it a lot. I, lo- I thought it was really great. And they talk in about, about it in, uh, in a, they talk in it about this idea of your personal legend. That everybody has a personal legend. 
and you can feel if you're not living it or not. Like you, when, and once you learn, they say that uh, to learn the true language of the world and to read the signs and omens of the world, like once you do, you can't ignore it. And that like, you will know if you're not living your legend and that everyone has one. And since that, I've been like kind of infected by that, which comes a little bit full circle to the Defy stuff where I was like, I was thinking when I found it, it, it was gone. Like most things that are, are big train changes in my life, I don't have much reaction to them. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm used to right. that. Like, yeah. the standard rugs, they go away. Things yeah. go away. But, um, but also, uh, it, Defy had become one of these things for me that was, like, not sustaining me. I was, like, freelancing there. would be there sometimes. It was enough to make me be like, oh, I'm working on some stuff. Yeah. And, but, like, it would just be enough to kind of to not go do the next thing, to not go do something big and scary and different, you know, and uh, to not go live my personal legend, which is part of the thing in the book where it, where they're like, you can be having a happy, good, content, successful, warm life and still not be living your personal legend. Totally agree. And that's how I felt when this change happened. And maybe that's, that's part of this theme uh, we can talk about, I guess, about like, how do you deal with big fucking upheavals in your life? Um, I really do think, as corny as it sounds, that that when something comes and blows everything up in your life, like what a gift that is, like because now you get the freedom to do whatever. I I uh, used to call it the snow day sort of effect for myself that I had like um, anytime anything is canceled, I have an instinctive positive reaction to it, <laughs> even if it's something I was like really looking forward to. Like it doesn't matter if it would be like a cool meeting or like a date or like a whatever. If it gets canceled last minute, I still always have the automatic response of like, great, cool. Oh, great. I, I don't have to do that. You know? And but I think it's that. great. And I think once you've hit this place of, you know, rock bottom, like a company closing, it's not rock bottom for me personally. No. Um, but once that bandaid has been fully ripped off, you only have one place to go and it's a good place because nothing bad can happen from, and there's, it's gone. It's ended. Right. It's over. And, I think it's all about perspective and intention. If you intend to do something good, if you're willing to work hard, willing to actually work hard, not talk about working hard. Dude, that's but fucking actually hard. actually do it. Yeah. It is hard. It's not called easy work. It's called hard work. Right. If you're willing to have the intention to do that and also have the mindset of like, I'm not scared. I am a little scared to move forward, but you know what? I'm going to own that. And I'm going to keep taking one step at a time moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, the hardest thing about this situation, I know I'm going to be okay. Like, I know. I, 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 I believe that. I really do. But then, you know, you see the people around you who are not only colleagues, but also in this business that I've helped build from day one, right. people who have truly become, like, good friends, yeah. losing everything in their career in, like, literally the course of two minutes it's really sucks. It and does that's it. Suck. And you know, that's all. You just have to sort of own that for a little bit and be like, this really sucks. But now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, like what can I do to help all these people get jobs? What can I do to do whatever I can do to help these people yeah. move forward? Um, Cause there's just so much positivity in those like action oriented things. And I think, Love yeah. is such a tossed around word, but I think it's a verb. And unless you're like doing things to show that to people, it's to me not as powerful. 
you know? Yeah. If you're feeling it for yourself, that's great. But if you want to share that with the world, you have to do things. And so that's honestly been the thing that's gotten me through this yeah. tough week is like just taking steps forward. Like, where do we go now? Like, right. let's do something. Let's actually try yes. to move forward. Well, I mean, uh, one thing I just always think to myself that you cannot give without receiving. Like, that's just how it works. That when you when you show up for other people, and that's another thing that would become a truism for me was like, Sometimes in my depths, I'd be like waiting for someone to show up for me. Like, why is this not? I need help. I need help. Someone save me, whatever. And it never fucking works. But as soon as you show up for other people, it doesn't matter what it is. It's matter, crazy. It could be charity work or something like that, but it could also just be like showing up to help on a gig or like with a friend's project or it doesn't fucking matter. As soon as you do that, it starts to like things start to click the and get fine. open. And I've also found that like in moments where I feel like, bummed or I'm needing something like emotionally or like physically or whatever. I'm always like the things you want are the things you need to give. So go give it to somebody. If you feel like you need a hug, go find someone else to hug. Maybe they need a hug. And then it's weird how the law of attraction works like that because I have been literally, because I believe there's a lot of good people in the world already. I do believe that. But I've been shell-shocked. By the amount of people, strangers, people I don't know, people that I'm a fan of, business owners, venture capital people, whoever. Jared, the amount of people who have reached out to me in the last week has yeah. been like Christmas Day every day. It's huh? crazy. Yeah. And I just. Well, that is. I think it's pretty dumb. awesome. I think it like, says a lot of good things about the world, but that's not. I also think it says a lot of good things about you. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. That's but a nice way to think about it. About I do think that's true. It is like, but you have a very positive impact on people around you. I think, and you've been that's like, you've been, you've been clever. You've been that since the beginning. That's the goal, and also I think that company was built on a foundation like that. Like Dana Ward, right? It's, I mean, you're not going to meet Amazing. a more kind person right. in the world, and yeah, she's always been so like weirdly kind. Like to yes. me, I feel like like um. Like she'll she's probably someone, say something random and text it to you or send you an email. Yeah, yeah, or like just she would like like I don't know, she respond to things online or that I was just like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like I even never knew Danny that well, but it's like just she's got a kindness and um it's weird, like I was gonna say, you know, some people like it's exciting when you meet somebody who texts back fast mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, we're gonna be Great. fast texters. We're gonna be texting back because forth. we're just oh, you're a human being like me. Because yeah. when I was sitting here and wondering like, why does it take people so long if I can text back? Blah, 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 blah. You, oh, you're like that too. She feels like that, like somebody who's like on the game, on the game, aware of people, aware of you, and, and like in a, in a in a positive way, like in a takes you in, thinks about you, emotionally responds. consistent, and like someone who genuinely cares about people and especially people who can do nothing for her. Like, yeah. you know, especially in our industry, I know there are a lot of opportunistic people. Truthfully, I don't really care. Like I'm down to help whoever, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can get really discouraging when you feel like, and I don't really have much to offer people, but I see it happen around me. Yeah. Like, are you just being that person's friend? Cause you want something out of them. It's upsetting. But it's, you can't. It's extra upsetting too. I feel like in the world of internet-y whatever stuff, whatever level of like bare renown that we have, because you're like, there's not much here anywhere. I'm like, like I don't know how powerful you think I am, but I cannot yeah. make you famous. But on the flip, it's like you can choose to think about those things all day, 
Or you can be like freaking Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer. You want to know why he won, won, won? It's because he wasn't looking at the people in the lanes next to him. He just kept freaking swimming like a duck, like a huge right. duck. And he won the Olympics every single race. Dude, yeah. It's like you got to keep your blinders on and just keep doing you and not be like so like focused yeah. on all of the negative things around you. Obviously, you want to pay attention to the positive things and where you can help be a helper always. But in times that are tough, it's like you just have to take it one step at a freaking time. That's all you can do. Yeah. You can't expect more from yourself. It's like, you know, you got to give yourself a break sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's all hard to do. To it like is. stay blinders, to stay working hard, focusing yourself. I don't know. It is hard because you also don't want to be like so inwardly focused that you're not looking for opportunities to help other people too. Mm -hmm. But I think when you start to like form those good habits, getting back to that, I love that book. I think you'd like it. What is it on? It's called The Happiness Project. Okay. And it's all about forming good habits. Like the woman who wrote the book was like, I realized that you know, saving photos and letters people had written me and keeping them in a box so that I could look at them sometimes. That made me happy. So I organized all my photos and letters, mm -hmm. like something that easy. Or having That's clutter cool. in my home made me stressed out all the time. So I finally got rid of it. Or, you know, I realized I was always fighting with my husband when this happened or X, Y, and Z. And then forming right. habits to try to change. I mean, we're not perfect, but, you yeah. know, we're like people, we're on this journey and it's like, you just got to give yourself a break sometimes because it's just not perfect. Okay. You know? Yeah, I do. I don't know. It's like I'm just... But I think it, I love what no you're saying about the that. legend thing. Yeah. Because I, like, we were talking about I'm a very, like, mind, body, spirit person. And I do believe that we all have souls and spirits. And, like, I remember as a kid, this is, like, so weird. I don't know if you've experienced this. Like, I think I was, like, probably around 10, like, old enough to kind of be able to describe it cohesively to my parents. But I remember one day just, like, doing my thing and running around and then going in the bathroom and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who's that? And being like, whoa, that's me. Because I was so, like, in myself that yeah. I almost, like, forgot what I looked like, which sounds kind of wild. But I had this no, kind I of experience. And I think that's a strong indication that you are very like spiritually connected and I think I, this thing is like that this is like our shell you know and like i love my body and i'm grateful for it and i like dressing up and doing all the you know weird yeah things and whatever fashion etc mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's like for me so much more valuable to just have that spiritual life be what's most important mm -hmm. And try to focus on that, which is like really hard for me sometimes. Honestly, is that, how, what is that spiritual life? How does it manifest for you? Like and, and for, specifically, is it a <laughs> church? Is it a church? Thing yeah, or? so I'm Christian, and I think um, it's interesting because I think a lot of people's like depiction of like what we grow up with, like organized religion, and myself included, like growing up in church, and I went to Christian school. I definitely had a very negative viewpoint yeah. of a lot of it and a lot right. of very negative experiences with a lot of the people. Um, as I got older, I came to just understand like we're all flawed and you can't really like take a whole like belief system for all of its people, even though honestly people are 
the only examples we have. Mm -hmm. So that's like where I'm rooted in. And I do go to church and, um, but beyond that, like the day to day of it, I think what's most important for me is that I'm like obsessed with doing things. Like I only find value in being busy, Mm. like being so busy makes me feel like a better person. Like if I'm constantly doing something, I'm okay. And so for me, I've had to like learn how to be silent Mm-hmm. And just like close off my thoughts and have these moments, whether it's like in prayer or just like trying to like listen to what I think like God might be trying to tell me or whatever. And I know that like obviously sounds crazy to many people, mm-hmm. but I feel that it brings me a lot of like clarity and peace and sometimes nuggets of wisdom, you know? Yes. And hard learning lessons. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, oh, God. Painful things. Like, sometimes. literally, God. I mean, like, what kind of painful things? What do you mean? Like, sometimes, you know, in those moments, you're, I'll be, like, you know, sitting there and trying to, like, focus on, like, you know, whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, I have a list of 75 things to do. And I just realize that, like, my priorities are all over the place and that I'm finding my value and like doing too many things and being too busy mm-hmm. and just being a doer. Yeah. Which is like not always a bad thing, but if I that's like all that you are and that you're not comfortable also chilling out, yeah, that might be something to reflect on. I agree with that. And I'm actually learning a lot about that right now because that's something I've realized like time management and like relaxation is hard for me to like chill out. Yeah. That's going to be like a life struggle. I know. I think it's expensive time there. Because I do think in the space that you create, the creation of space like that, things fall into it and open up as you. I, it's like in yoga, it's like people who can't, people, people who don't like to do yoga, who go like, that's too boring. I just can't sit there. It's like, oh, that, that, you should do yoga then. Because and, like, there's something in that silence. There's something in that space and stillness that you're avoiding. You know? I totally agree with you. And I have so many friends that as we become adults and like my friends are starting to have kids and like go through hard life things like losing parents or just the challenges of adulting and like doing it all have like a lot of them have gotten into meditation Mm -hmm. and find so much peace and solitude through that. And that's what I feel that I get through those like focused moments of silence or prayer or whatever. But it's it's hard for me to chill out. It's really hard for me. I totally get that. It's weird because I'm on the other. I feel like I have the opposite where I feel. That's I, probably a gift, I think. Mm, well, here's the here's what it's my issue with it. I think it is. I think that ultimately there's positive things about I'm grateful for. I had to do for a reason. I think I spent so much time. Well, first just burying it all and avoiding everything and not. You know, but as soon as I got in touch with like my pain and my traumas and my things, and my avoidances, my fears, whatever. I think I spent so much time and energy creating, like being like. My reality is inside my perception. So it doesn't matter if I'm successful or not successful, career-wise, blah, blah, blah. like I'm still going to be here. There's this thing, this phrase that uh, a guy, uh, this guy who my mom uh, learned from, and he's one of these, he's, he was a prisoner, he's a life, uh, life uh, sentence oh, prisoner wow. who was doing this violence rehabilitation program she was part of. And he said, when they take everything from you, all you have is your breath and your word. And that still like gets me. And I think to myself, I've, I've spent so much time and effort creating 
the ability to have peace or comfort or just a nothingness. Like I love to just do nothing in myself that a little bit I've let the doing go by the wayside. So now I feel like at this point in my life is I'm starting to go like, okay, you know, you can create peace for yourself or, and like you like to do nothing, but you have to like go learn this way of habits that are active and focused and direct and putting the hours into that hard work stuff. And so I feel like, yes, I feel like in our society, there's generally an illness that people do too much of the doing and not of the stillness and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But the other thing can also be true. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, in, in a city that's like, you know, LA and in our business, truly, I'm not someone who's like motivated by money, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to live your life and do nice things yeah. and share that with other people. But I look around at the people around me who are the most happy. Yeah. And they're typically like doing good. You know, they have like nice jobs or whatever. But they're like not obsessed with anything really except balance. I truly think the money thing is like there's just a threshold. The threshold is are you afraid about your bills every month? And can you eat or not? And if you got in a place where you are not, and you have like, you just never, you're, I think then, then you're in your pocket. I struggle with that. Like still, like that's always my thing. I put so much, I don't know, just the real world is so confusing to me. And I spend so much time and then, you know, creative work kind of like follow your nose. And stuff. But I some, think knowing you and being your friend, like yeah. you are so talented. Thank and, you. No, it's true. It's just true. You really are. And when I see you out there, like, even, like, attempting to do things, you're always actually doing them. Like, Thanks. even this project that you just did, yeah. like, there's a lot of people who probably talk about wanting to do stuff like that, but you're actually yeah. doing it. And for that reason, I think you're winning. I agree with you. I do I really feel that do. way. There's, uh, I've realized that... And you're things... capable of it. And that's not Thank easy. You. It's really well, not easy. I've realized that um, I really... I don't even think it was a cool choice that I made or something like a risk reward thing about like my life path. I think it was like something I didn't have a choice over. And that if I did have a choice, I probably would have picked something like go to college and be normal or whatever. But there was just something in me that just is like, I have to go make things. Yeah. And then I realized, I actually realized it clever years ago that like when I was, cause clever was one of the first times that I did um, when I was first doing it, that I was like that and other little creative things was all I was doing for work. And I was like, I don't have a day job and it's, it was so great. And I remember being like, but I'm still struggling. Like, it's still like, you know, it's tough. And I realized like, well, the goal you set for yourself, the, the, the thing that you wanted and wished for when you were young was that you could make, uh, that your job would be just making people laugh or feel things. And, and now you're doing it. You didn't say, I want to be fucking super rich. You said, honestly, yeah. I know. It's you know? crazy. And it's like, honestly, if I wanted to be like the richest person ever, I would definitely be doing something else. Like, yeah, definitely. Even in, definitely. The wake, in the wake of this week, I'm like, why am I not like doing some? Why am I not like a nurse or something? Yes, I was talking, like, I think why did I go like, to like law school? I think with my family, I'm like, if we wanted to be rich and that's all it was, I'm like, it'll be obvious. I think it'll be easy. I get, I get into fucking oil. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it seems so, so obvious to true. make money. You just like become a fucking stockbroker or you go get natural resources. Like, that's what you would do. 100%. And it's just funny to me. I'm like, I'm definitely not doing this. And I'm very grateful. I make a good living and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. But like, if I want to make a lot of money, I would be doing something totally different. I'm like, it seems like 
like getting rich is, I mean, it's not easy, but like there is a way to do it. It is funny when you like feel like you're afflicted with like, I have to do this other stupid career that's like all nebulous and now I, I just mean, have to because well, I don't have a fucking choice. My family thought I was crazy for the first little while working on the internet before it was yeah. a thing. They're like, I just think it's so what? funny, like how obvious it seems to us, like how easy it would be to make money. It's if just, like we just weren't so fucking stupid, if we weren't I, so. Like, it's just true, and I actually believe that, and I think it's pretty rational. It's a very rational thought. I do too. I do think. Sorry, I'm turning the lights on because it got gloomy in here. <laughs> I do think that like ah, everything from the outside is is simpler. I mean, fan. No, uh, it does be more simple from the outside, and you know, fortunately, I choose to believe. For us, we've chosen these career paths that intertwine with our life paths. Yes. That, are like, you know, choose your own adventure. And that's which true. Were my favorite books when yes, I was a kid. Of course. Which I mean, says a lot about life. I think you know? like, so I realized when I chose, like, I was like, the, when I get to create projects and I get to produce or write or direct on them and, and that very creative capacity, I was like, just the idea of being a producer is, is, is high risk reward, basically, where it's like, I, I would look around and be like, because you go through stints where you're not working on anything and you're just like, you know, and I'd be like, damn, I wish I just picked something like, like, like sound engineering recording or, or like, uh, or like being a, a DP or, or a, an operator because like, then I would just be working all the time and you'd be consistent and da, 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 da. But the reality is those things also are limited in like, you can only go so far. You'll just be a day gig person. And if you want to make big, crazy things, like, you just have to start doing it. And one day it might even make you very rich. Who knows? It might make you very successful. It might never, but you just have to realize that it, it is that risk reward thing of like, if you want to be the one that gets to make the choices and get to create the weird things that live in your head and whatever that dream may be, even if it's not a quote unquote creative dream, like if you are making the choice that you want to go be a mover and shaker manifesting things that don't exist yet, just because you imagined them, then like, that's a risk reward. And you'll always have the peace of mind that at least you didn't miss an opportunity. Like I you'll think, always yeah. have the peace of mind. Cause I think regret is Almost very powerful. Very powerful. And I think I no think regrets. Useful. I, 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 I love I, the show Friday Night Lights. No regrets, no regrets. They always say that say on that? the show. I think that's so funny because I think about whatever I think of that like no regrets, the way like when it's misspelled <laughs> yeah. with the tattoo. Regrets. That um I actually had to, I came to myself uh, a while ago and I realized, no, no, regret is very useful. Shame, I think, has no yeah. purpose. Shame has its own just toxic, masturbatory, like sort a of prison. corrosive. Yeah, it's not useful. It's like, oh, but regret is very useful. Like, you have to be able to look at choices you made or situations you've been in and go, I don't like that and I don't want to do that again. But I think that distinction is important to make with yourself mm -hmm. because it's so easy that we fall into this camp of being like, no regrets, no shame, and whatever. But like, then you just don't learn from your mistakes. Yes. Regrets yeah. are a useful learning tools. But what you were just saying about um, the this this uh, you'll know that the regret you'll know like that's the that legend stuff to me too, the personal legend stuff, and that's what I, has been in the back of my head and why the defy things a little bit of a gift and all these other things are a little bit of a gift. Like all big upheaval is like an opportunity and a, a gift. Is that like, there was something that's screaming at me all the time. That's screaming, whispering in the corners and itching in the back of your neck that says like, you're not really doing it though. You're not really doing what you really know you should be doing or trying to do. And I think that voice isn't always easy to listen to. No. 
partly because it's not very clear because you go like, yeah, you're right. What am I supposed to do? And then it goes silent. Like I, I used to feel that a lot, like acting. I was like, eventually I knew, I knew I wanted to write or do other things. Cause I was like, I have something to say. It always felt like inside of me, there was a voice that was screaming. I have something to say. And then it kind of felt like someone would hand you the mic and then you go like, I'm going to say what you told me to I, say. I don't know what to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so like, I do true. think it does take more effort and clarity and I'm still struggling with that. Like, I like the manifestation stuff, the love attraction stuff people are into. I think sometimes people don't talk about the difficulty because I this is where I struggle most that of truly of having a vision of where you want to be. Like, what is the focus thing that you're trying to manifest? Like, if you can really hold that clear in your mind, like, I truly believe you can make it happen. And the people who can't, I find it really hard to specifically hold the thing that I want to get to. And, people, and, and I think that's a like I used to I used to feel like I wish I could paint and draw well because if the ability for someone who paints and draws to like see something in their head and make it a physical reality is so impressive to there's me. There's like an, not an immediate reward, but there's a reward. Is an immediate reward? tangibly see. Yeah, and also it, to me it speaks to some clarity of connection between your imagination and your thoughts and what you're able to put out into the world. And I felt like if I was able to do that, then maybe I could also, like so much of my thought and my imagination and my future and my dreams have this quality of like peripheral vision. And when I try to turn to look directly at it, it keeps mm -hmm. keeps swimming well, to the peripheral. I think- Do you know what I'm I saying? Would, I would encourage you, cause I think that concept of like, what's my, what's my vision? What's my brand? Which is a word that's thrown around so much. I think those words are so intimidating and can be counterproductive sometimes. I like them though. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, and I think your vision can be something like, like for me, part of my vision is that I want to be a positive light in the world and that I don't think having fun is something that we should take for granted. I think you should have fun mm -hmm. all the time as yep. much as you can. Mm -hmm. And those are some real simple ideas that people probably think are crazy, but that is the place from which that's like my goal, right? Like that's what I want people yep. to feel when they watch my content or see me or whatever. I want them to feel uplifted and, and like it's fun and they feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they can do what they want to, but it's not for me. It's not like, my vision is that I want to be president in 2060. Like I've never felt that way. Yeah. I just know that I feel that my purpose is to do those other things. And so I think my dad always says that, you know, money and people and whatever always follow a good vision. Yeah. And if you have, yeah, you told me that once, that's so good. If, and so my dad was like, all these people who are worried, like, how am I going to get the money for this? What am I going to do? Like, we don't have money to do this or make this show or do whatever. If you have a vision, if you have real vision, the money will always come to you. I think. I think you're right. I believe it. And I've seen it happen around me so many times. I think people don't. I think people will. This is my feeling too when I say people. Like you have an idea. But like you have to get good at the ability of communicating that idea to other people. So like if I have a vision, so like let's say, let's use this very specific example. I have a movie or something I want to make, right? At my level, maybe once you succeeded in showing people you can do things like that, then people will be like, you have an idea? And it's like, yeah, I got this one idea. You say it, they're like, wow, I love that. Let's do that. I'm going to give 100 million pounds. Maybe. And you're like, what? Yeah, maybe. But especially when you're starting out, and I think even then, 
when you have an idea, what you need to do is be able to go like, here's the very specific idea. This is what would happen. This is what it would look like. I, I saw a talk with Tony Gilroy, who's this writer. I really like, we're all the Bourne movies. And he also wrote this movie called The Cutting Edge that I fucking love when I was oh a kid. Oh my gosh, Topic. Topic. He Best fucking wrote Topic. I didn't even realize. I knew he wrote He wrote um, Michael Clayton. That's one of my favorite movies. Wow. The amazing movies. He's and, taken a genre turn since Topic. Dude, he, well, this is the, that was amazing to me. And I, I was saying when I, when I, I looked through that. his IMDb, he's someone that reminds me of William Goldman, who wrote like The Princess Bride, A Bush mm-hmm. Cassidy and Sundance Kid and stuff. And how his ability to, like, when you read their list, that you're like, they wrote all of those. So diverse. And then I found out, and his talk, he, when he was a kid, like, 20 or whatever, he interned at William Goldman's office. Like, that's the first, like, writer. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's really crazy. Anyway, he was saying that when he writes a script, uh, a screenplay, he's like, I'm always just reporting, like, a journal, I'm being a journalist for the movie in my head. But, like, he sees the whole movie very clearly by the time he's writing the screenplay so and, and like you write a whole treatment and then he'll go just <laughs> backwards from watch there. the movie yeah. in his head and write it down That's and so interesting to approach things with that kind of clarity and go like so if you have this uh, a vision like you said that your that your dad uh your dad's principle of like money and support people will follow a vision i think that that is correct you just have to be able to really have that vision and it takes time and i think it takes patience a lot of patience because like even, and work, right? Like, and that, that day so in day work. Work. Like, I don't think a lot of people honestly are want to work. I don't. And that's okay. I think okay. that's true. And I think some people should just be like, I don't really want to work hard. And like, let's uh, accept it. And I have a friend. Who, I mean, it's not on brand for me. I know. But like, it's okay. No, I, just, similar to that thing about like, I wish I just wanted to make money. That'd be so easy. Similar to that, <laughs> I had a friend who, uh, I had a friend, um, she has a, someone who's watching their dogs. And was like, yeah, she just, this person who watched that, she just is like massage therapist and trains some people sometimes and watches dogs. And that's it. And like it. hangs out. And that's her life. And she loves it. And I'm like, totally. Probably very happy. Fuck. What would that even be like? To like exactly. be like, I don't gotta, I don't feel like I have to get a bunch of grownups to play pretend for uh, spending millions of dollars while I take pictures of it so we can all play it in a movie theater. <laughs> like, it's I don't. interesting you know? though. And I. I just, I don't know. I do think it takes a lot of hard work. Like even, you know, Clever, which we've been talking about, like, dude, we've been doing that company for 10 years. Like 10 years is a long ass time. Damn, you guys have been here for 10 fucking years? Yes. I've only been here for four. That's a long time too. It's four. It's a lot. But it's like, you know, I have a lot of people reach out that are like, I want to do what you do. I want want to be famous. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, put on your boots and get to work in. I know. Like, I think that's the one thing. But what you're saying too, it can be fun. Like work can be fun. Yes, it should be. I think I'm yeah. grateful because a lot of people I know don't like their jobs. Like I have friends who graduated from undergrad, went straight to grad school or whatever, and were like, "I have to do this for sixty years." Oh no. Yeah. I, my my biggest difficulty, and maybe you have some ideas for this because you're good at building good habits. Um, I've realized I have enormous inertia. And what that means is it's a positive and negative, right? Inertia meaning like a body in motion tends to stay in motion right. and a body at rest stays at rest. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I have an idea or a project, it's so fucking hard for me to get started. And it's almost as hard for me to stop once I've started. Like I, like if it's an editing thing and I have a little project or dumb video, I will, if I finally get myself to start doing it, I, I'll blink and it's the middle of the night. And you're right. like, I don't know how to stop. Exactly. And that feels so good to be in that flow. And I think it has to do with my ADD stuff or whatever. But if I'm not in that, I can go days with like ideas in my head and things I know I should be doing and just be like listless and be like, oh, okay. 
Do you know I what mean, I mean? I would recommend to you, um, I think, being on a team. Whether it's just like you and one other person. I don't think you need a lot of cooks in that kitchen because that is counterproductive at times. Maybe just one or two teammates that keep you going when you can't and vice versa. Like, for example, last week when the company shut down, uh, Lily and I were supposed to go to our friend Candy Johnson, who's another YouTuber. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to go to her big launch. She's like launching a hair or body cream line or something. And Lily called me during the day and she's like, today's been too hard. It's been like a really rough day with the company closing down and everything. She's like, I don't think I can go. And I was like, Lily, we have to go. It's our friend. Like we have to go support her. Cut to like five hours later, I had had a day of it. And I was like, Lily, I cannot go talk to more people. And she was like, no, we're going. It's Candy. She's mm-hmm. our friend. We have to go support her. And if she had said no, if she hadn't have been the one to keep co-signed me going, your I, she would have co-signed my bullshit. I would have been like, bye. Yeah. So that's why I think having a teammate is a good thing. Yeah. But I think choosing those people, like choosing a partner or whatever, is everything. Yeah. So like, that's the moment when you got to get picky about choosing wisely. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you so have right. like great people around you. That's I true. Think. And I think like, Zeke is my creative Zeke partner. Zeke is awesome. He's so fucking great. And like, uh, we actually, one of the coping strategies and ADHD stuff they tell you is called body doubling. When you have difficulty getting work done, literally just sitting in a room with another person like helps you. And sometimes that's what we do. Sometimes we'll have days like we get together pretending to write. We just end up taking care of individual administrative bullshit. Right. And it's just, I wouldn't have done it if Being you were like Being with someone else room. is helpful. I think that, that is makes helpful. so much sense. That is good I advice. get very distracted sometimes when I'm by myself too. What about like, you, you work out a lot, right? Yeah, How do you I do, do. do you do that on your own? Do you have like workout buddies, accountability um, buddies? So interestingly, I actually go to classes mostly because I find that being with other people and being like, oh, I don't want to let this lady next to me down if I don't do my Pilates well, mm-hmm. which is so dumb and absolutely not true. But I do find that I'm willing to push myself a lot harder if I feel like I'm in a community with it. Even that's very positive and unique, though, like because usually like it's a, it's a competitive thing that comes out of you. I mean, you've been to Soul Cycle. We've worked out together yeah, a yeah. lot. Soul crazy. You and I have worked on oh, a lot of workouts. Thing. And you know, there's just something about being in a room full of energy and full of like sweat, and everybody's like in it together, and you're a team. Yeah. You're in a wolf pack or something. Yeah, totally. You know? And also working out for me and talking about like your podcast being focused on mental health. I think working out for me is one of the number one things I can do um, to really keep my mental health in a good place. Yep. I agree with that completely. Whenever I I feel really down if I don't work out, I don't sleep. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, it's been tough. Maybe I've been just very inconsistent, but usually I get like one or maybe two days a week at the very least. And, uh, it's weird to think like, I don't know, you know, like if I wasn't doing that, I, I don't know. People, some people I know like never exercise and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. It makes me feel angsty. And I always think like also I'll tend to be like, oh, I didn't go hard today or I didn't do this. And I always tell myself something's better than nothing. Like yeah. something is always better than nothing. So yeah. you got to give yourself a pass. That's so true. Sometimes I'll like get myself in there just by doing like little 10 or 12 minute workouts. You know what I mean? So like you set a timer and you go like, okay. 
And just that, you're like, oh, I did something today. That's all I need to do. You know? Exactly. And that's like a good model for life. Yeah. I think because all those baby steps add up. Well, let's uh, move into our Swix Kick Six. Swix Kick Cues. Six yep. quick cues because, yeah, we're, we're getting there. All right. The first one is, uh, I haven't talked about this before. Yeah. The, typically, this question is, have you ever diagnosed with anything or, or signed anything? Yeah. You said no. I have not been diagnosed with anything. Do you have anything um, that you feel like is your particular demon your particular struggle that's that is life is tough for you i sometimes do have issues with like holding my attention yeah i do think people in my family definitely i don't know if it's genetic i do have a lot of people not in my immediate family but close extended family who have dealt with substance abuse issues Got like it. i was like my family's very open so when i was like eight my mom was picking me up to school and being like we have to go visit grandma in rehab um she has group therapy today mm-hmm. You know, so um, that's always something I'm conscious of is like being aware of um, those potentials because a lot of people, you know, you see like genetic breakdowns for that kind of stuff. And so I think it's good. I'm very aware of that. Um, Besides that, I do drink. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not, I've never gotten into like, I mean, whatever weed, like I'm not, I don't even really have an issue with that. Honestly, California legal, Um, but any other substances, I don't even really like to take medicine unless i have to because it yeah. affects me so much i'm more likely to take drugs like drug drugs than i am medicine these yes days. like especially like i used to think i've broken like candy like because it's just not like jujitsu it stuff. freaks me out dude now you just learn like there's a thing if you take a lot high like regular doses of that that you're like have like a 60 percent increased chance of heart disease like mm, it's, it's so true. crazy no it's really true like I'll take like some pop syrup. I had stroke through it last week and I'll be like loopy for three hours. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do people take this? I think my system's really affected. Well, I also, I, the other thing about the drug thing is like, like with weed in particular, which I've gotten more into and like, I stopped drinking. I haven't really drank this year at all, but. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Which that's has been great. Fantastic. That's awesome. So corrosive. Such a downer for me, you know, but um, and I'll probably incorporate it a little bit more in the new year just like a nice once in a while it has like a nice environmental thing to it an aged wine an aged wine bourbon of some sort the men oh my god well retired to the to brandy you sound like Jiminy Glick do you know who that is oh yeah Jiminy Glick Jiminy Glick Titanic I saw from Titanic again recently (laughs) and like Leonardo DiCaprio is laughably young in that movie. He's like 18. Or and imagining him, that scene, it was the scene when he's like around the table with rich people. He's like, last week I was in Paris, drug bitches, whatever. And this week I'm sitting here with you, fine people. Kick out. And he throws some like badges to him. And you're just like, oh, well. every, anybody in the world be like, who is this fucking dipshit kid? Yeah, there were airplanes. So no, like what? <laughs> <laughs> who is this fucking Work it, acting like all like bohemian or whatever. Get out of here, you know. Flam. With you people, so <laughs> this is so dumb. Anyway, oh. um, but as I say, I like uh, weed in particular. I'm more and more of that like stoner variety of like it's this magical plant that does all these amazing things. That like not only is the CBD very healing and stuff for you, and there's all these amazing things that the cannabis uh, plant can do. Though like hemp is like you can use it for fucking anything. Well, CBD is in literally everything in LA. Now. Oh no, yeah, it's but everywhere. Also, the THC stuff. I really do think um, I've gotten more into like being very stony baloney and really like <laughs> I really love the stony baloney. <laughs> the thoughts it gives me. I I like how it like. Um, I just, it makes time yeah. something more. I was just talking about this the other day, so this is going to be a repeat thing. But on that same token, I'm very intrigued. I've done very minimal amounts of money, like psychotropic uh-huh. substances or whatever. 
And there's all this stuff coming out now about like the LSD, MDMA, mushrooms that they these all can uh, have very profound effects on healing trauma, on curing depression, on curing addiction, and sometimes like intervention level, like wow. a one-time event, like you do it and it just changes. That's so interesting. Really, like there was a study that just came out about MDMA um, that uh, it was a few weeks ago. I think the study involved 28 people, which for this kind of a trial is a significant amount. And they all were people with PTSD, like, like you know, some kind of seer diagnosed PTSD symptoms. And they did this MDMA therapy sessions and they were three sessions over the course of three months. And like something like 40 something percent of them reported a cease of all symptoms after just one session. And a year later, after all three, but like a year after, uh, 73% or 78% of all of them had no PTSD. Wow, like so like this like like they might have had other things still but like no longer do they fit the diagnosis. That diagnosis. PTSD. That's so interesting. And so you're like, yeah, that basically <laughs> my mom's done some MDMA uh facilitated therapy and uh that says great things about it. That basically like it does help you just rewire your brain. The way my mom described it was that it was like you could under the influence of these things with all this these good chemicals in your brain that make you feel happy then a therapist or somebody could say like hey so you're feeling good and stuff right yeah you know that thing that that you we've been talking about that causes you a lot of pain that scary thing that happened in your life or whatever um maybe we can talk about that a little bit more now and that you're in such a place of like happiness, happiness. that you can feel and relive those experiences without the and like Trauma. assess them and the try and yeah. kind of like reassociate your relation to them in That's this, so interesting and that, from like, that positive standpoint. Yeah. Or, like, and I was like, to... that is very profound to think about. And with the marijuana and stuff, I feel that way sometimes that like the existential plight uh, that, that scares me so much to think about, sometimes you can get outside of it and have these thoughts about like, wow, time. Like one thing that I think is so interesting to think about is like if the universe is infinite, which I don't think it technically is, I think, I guess we don't really fucking we don't know. know. It might just be expanding yeah. positive. But if the universe is infinite, then truly every person is the center of the universe. You know? That's like, so true. Wherever that's your so... consciousness is, is the center of all things. Wow, that's crazy to think about. And that if you want to think about it, it is actually like you only experience existence from your one central point. Like you have a sphere of awareness that moves constantly, but that in your experience of reality, you are the center of all of it. And I do believe like with marijuana and some things, it allows you to shift away from that center line and like observe yourself and other things from a perspective that isn't so blinded by your own personal mm -hmm. focus, you know? Right, that's interesting. There, there's this thing that they say, and I'm just gonna really use the and this made me think of things out, but there's this thing in this book about, uh, it's called The Philosopher and the Wolf. And one thing they talk about in the introduction of the book is just like that wolves have always symbolized darkness. They, they symbolize like the shadow in, in, in human nature, the dark side of human nature. And they were like, but a shadow can be created in one of two ways. It can be created by um, occluding the light, uh, you know, like by blocking it. And that's typically what the idea is of like, and it casts a shadow right. as a result that the wolf represents that. It blocks the light and it's a scary thing. But also in his positing in the book is that it's possible to you create a shadow by being a source of light. That there is no shadow until the light is present and that makes us face our own shadow. And sometimes I think getting outside of myself like is is that you and there the book is to do with like that maybe wolves there's an example of them as a source of like that forces us to face some stuff about our like, like fears. simian instincts that are different than 
you know, uh, that are different than canine ones. But, um, but just that, being able to observe yourself and move your source of light uh, so that you can look at the shadow you cast instead of just being the, in the middle of it constantly. I don't know. I think it's, like, it's valuable. That's interesting. Anyway, that was a weird little tangent. No, I like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, well, let's move to two. You ever try coping with just the difficulties of life? Like, I don't think you need to have, like, a, a diagnosed syndrome or something like that to have. Like, before I was diagnosed as something, I still was a thing. Right. Everyone has struggles in life. Have you ever, what do you do to cope? And, and it could be chemical stuff or things that you've tried to cope in those ways that worked or didn't work. Could be physical practices. Could be like whatever. What do you? What's your medications? Um, I think for me, good coping mechanisms are spending time with good people mm-hmm. and like enjoying a nice meal. I love a good. I love food. I love sharing the experience of food and wine with people a lot. I think that is Dying. the best medicine. Sharing, breaking bread together. It's like primal. It's like what we want. It's special. I love that. This and is then, maybe we are we are very weirdly similar. We are. That was I for the longest time I was like, you want to know this? I'll tell you, the meaning of life is literally eating with other people. That's literally if you look for like a meaning for your organism, a function, a goal, an end goal for your organism, is to be alive and be safe and eat. And you know what's it. interesting is last year I read this book. Like I said, I'm Christian. I read this book called Meals with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And every time, I think there's like nine times in the New Testament, which is like called Jesus' story, uh, nine times out of like whatever, the, the multiple times he's mentioned, he's eating meals with people. Hmm. Like one of the books in the Bible in the New Testament is literally just him eating and drinking with people. Yeah. And I think like we just want, we all crave like, something real like i said yep. and there's so much realness to be shared when you're just like sharing a meal and not a work lunch but like having people over for dinner yep. or like just spending and i think it's different than going out to dinner i think having people over is different yeah because then there's like no reason to like get out or run out so quickly i love entertaining and i yeah. grew up in a house my parents have parties like every day so it's a big part of my culture too yeah so i think that's a really great medicine is sharing and it gets your mind off of like whatever it is you're personally dealing with because you're in conversation and community with somebody else. Love that. Also, exercising is really good for me because yeah. it helps me sleep, which gets hard for me when I get stressed out. Yeah, I've been meaning to try to do more um, cardio kind of stuff because I so think that better. it helps me sleep. Like I, if I lift really heavy, like I'm going through intense strength cycles, that also functions for that. But like I don't know, there's something about exhausting yourself and like. Freaking just being like a yeah. shell of yourself when you're done. It yes. really helps you sleep. You sleep so fucking hard. Do you work in the morning or the evening? The morning. Mostly. Mostly. How do you do yeah. that? I, it was hard. I'm not a morning person. I turned myself into one. Oh, cool. Because I think you could be a lot more productive if you get up yep. early in the morning. At least for me. I think, <laughs> I think I'm like that. But that's, my girlfriend said it was like, I think you just have to face the facts that we're morning people. And I was like, fuck that because I'm so tired. I don't like to get up. But it's true. So much more productive in the morning. It's just, you have to be. And I heard like most actually really successful people get up early in the morning. So I turned myself into one. Good job. But now it's like six o'clock and I'm like, is it bedtime? Uh, no, I'm not even kidding. That's good though. I think that's awesome. You're, you're literally, you're like, Every time I, I watch those Vanity Fair things, all the typical day in the life, typical whatever, and like Terry Crews and John Cena, he's like Jack. Dude, they get up at like Dude, four in the morning. 4 6 a.m. They're crazy. But there is something about like, I, I, I always said like, if I could, that window from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., if the whole day could be that energy. And it's also peace, 
full. Like the world's not really awake. The and light like, is different. The emails are not coming yeah. through. In LA, it's quiet. There's no cars on the street. And like, I feel like I can start my day without having a ton of stuff in my face. Yeah, it almost feels like you're kind of like on the front end of everybody else's schedule. I can ease myself into my own day because I need at yeah. least 15 cups of coffee. <laughs> also, maybe that's a coping mechanism. Oh, I have a yeah. serious coffee addiction. Fine. But I, I just really there. love it. I've loved it since I was like a small child. Um, no, I'm very blessed. Yeah, Hashtag very blessed that I can drink all the coffee, eat all the cheese, oh, Brussels yeah. sprouts, kale. You got good bowels. My bowels are really functioning. Bless you. I'm very, very you're lucky. grateful. You're very lucky. I know. I know. And I'm very grateful. You're very lucky. I hope I you're happy. Truly, I am. Well, also, though, I, I truly, uh, more and more, I'm like, I think my bowels and stuff is like, uh, I did like a blood allergy test last oh, week. Oh, you did? And wow. It's like nothing. Huh. Nothing, no allergies. Huh. And uh, celiac is a different test. I like oh, to eat right. gluten for a month. Yeah. But like, after eating a little bit of gluten, and like, I'm kind of fine. I'm like, maybe it's all in my head. And the doctor was like, it's mostly psychological. It's mostly like, you know, I just think I process stress that way. So there's aspects of like, maybe totally. you just gotta fucking. Well, it's like some people, like, oh, like, stressful situation i'll find like oh my back hurts or, I have that. so why wouldn't it be that oh my bells are exploding 100%. like same concept it's like contraction inside of your body that's happening and Ugh. i think it makes so much sense just clench your butthole whenever you're stressed oh my gosh that sounds terrible <laughs> what if someone surprises you and it opens up quickly you're no, done i'm afraid of that every day. <laughs> that's why i go to the bathroom so much i have like a fear really? i have like, a fear that a rock will fall out of the sky and, and I'll be unconscious and I'll shit myself. Yeah, so I'm just trying to poop. I'm trying to get all that out as much as I can. I'm like, let's talk about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's something cheesy you find inspiring? Oh my gosh, something cheesy that I find inspiring. Well, I love cheesy stuff. I really do. I love Pinterest <laughs> quotes. I don't have a mantra or anything, um, but I love... But I'm thinking about getting one. So. I'm thinking about it. I'm deeply thinking about it. I love fragrant candles. Love that. And I don't know, like uplifting text messages. Just out of the blue. Um, yeah, isn't it nice when you're just like someone just texts you, hey, thinking of you, how are you? Here's blah, blah, blah. Yes. I love that. That inspires that nice. me. And that's kind of cheesy. I think it's nice to try to like randomly send nice things to people you don't talk to all the time. Like they're pals, but like. So true. You know? And one of the things that inspires me most that I'm afraid is becoming a lost art and truly, well, two of the things that I want to inspire the next generation are pleasantries, please, thank yous, etc., and thank you cards. I think the I do. I think thank you cards are very beautiful. I don't have the diligence about them. I did buy myself a bunch of stationery one day, or just you know, like mail in general, like mail, mail. So like my gosh, like can you remember the last time you got like a handwritten card in the mail? Like it's very uncommon, but when it comes, you feel like oh, I'm so it's special. True. That is true. So that's some cheese I like. Oh. Shit. That's <laughs> I'm gonna write you a letter after this. Okay, the number four. Yes. What is something dark about you? And this is what I'm actually something really excited dark, to ask Something you because, dark about me. Yeah, you don't you don't you're not a very dark person in general. Some people I have on this and I'm like, and this is a silly question to ask, we talk about dark stuff the whole time. But for you and other people, there are what is something dark? What's the most goth thing about jobs? I think like kind of touched upon, I think sometimes the things I find my value in are not things I wish that I did. Like being someone who's just obsessed with like constantly going, going and going and going and going, but like, where am I going? What am I doing? Like Why? achievement, like, like metri- yes. I would metrics of success. Yes. And, and also the interesting thing is it's 
Um, How does it manifest though? Like, is it just in it, self? Like, I've definitely had experiences. No, because thankfully that's. I feel like I'm kind of just doing that. my. I feel like I'm just yeah. doing my own thing. For me, it manifests in like I've had a few times in the past few years where I'm like, oh, you know how people like celebrities are always like so exhausted they're getting like checked into the hospital. Yeah. I could see that happening to me. I I can sure. I can now understand. I've had times when I'm like, I call it my toddler moments, when I'm just one moment away, I feel like on the edge mm-hmm. and today's the day I'm going to lose it and you start crying or freaking out and you're going to have to just like put me in some sort of place for like on an IV or yeah. something. So that's the hardest thing I think this might be a syndrome or something among a certain population in LA that I just have gotten to know very well of these like high achieving women in this entertainment field. Um, Cause I know a few people like that. I have friends. I have, that I'm like, you're going to die. Please. And I have friends too that are, have felt the same thing. And it's interesting cause I've never detected that in you. Like some people I can feel, maybe it's just I'm closer to them, you know, but, but like, like, um, so you're hiding it. Well, yes. you seem to just kind of be good at, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're in your element. And I have like, you know, for the past however many years I've been working as a career person so hard and I kind of decided a few years ago after like some other life experiences that I was like, you know what? I feel good about things. And I think it was two or three years ago. I was like, this is the year I'm going to get a life. I'm going to start living my life. So I started telling everyone around me. I started telling my friends. I was like, hey, just want to let you know this year I'm getting a life. And they were like, what? I'm like, they're like, no, you're not. You're like a workaholic. I'm like, no, no, no. This year I'm getting a life. It's happening. And it was a big transitional year for my life. I met my boyfriend. That was like, We're very serious. Yes. And I told him when I met him, I'm like, so glad I met you. This is the year I'm getting a life. So like, if you want to be involved, that would be oh, great. No. And like, you know, all I my friends, my thing. friends so would be like, oh, you're getting a life this year. Do you want to go on vacation or whatever? So I found someone that like makes me want to change my priorities and that's been really helpful that is cool that's helpful uh, i feel like i'm struggling with that a little bit it's hard part of me feels like almost the opposite like i focus too much on having a life and like now i have to like have a career see now we need to learn things from each other well i mean it makes me feel like i need to like throw my life out to like make a career which i not not i don't think that's truly true but there is an aspect of like i mean i'm 33 now and if I want to be in a very different place and like have certain things in place that I want to be a little more satisfied by the time I'm 40, it's like, this is the time to fucking grind a little bit. And I think there's like a little bit of a, a falsehood in that. Like I do believe people, there's really no rules about when you start and where you start mm-hmm. in life, where things click for you. But yeah, that's maybe a larger topic for us to talk about or I'll stay about some time because that I is I know, we should like true. trade secrets. I'm really good at show. like doing nothing. I feel like and I'm actually, really good at enjoying my myself. my family's really good at working hard and playing hard, like chilling hard. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad really busted his ass when he was young. Yeah. And started his family when he was young. And my mom too. That's the other thing. Do you think you're gonna and now my dad's 60 and he's like, I'm, I'm retired. Yeah. I'm chilling. What do yeah, you have to do? Yeah, I that's an option for our fucking generation. No, it's not for me. Cause like, not, not already, even, not even I'm morally. Like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, no, like, I'm just there's like, no retirement for us. No. And like my parents started having kids when they were like 18 or something, not 18, but in their early, early twenties. Right. So my dad's like, 
I'm done. I'm chilling. I'm 60. He's like a really young guy, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah, um, no, I don't think we're going to be able to retire. I think we're going to have to, like, work forever. Well, this is how hopefully you start to figure out one of those ways I to, know. like, be making money while you're sleeping kind of thing. I you know, know because seriously. We need to invent Beats by Dre. That's what I keep saying. We need saying. to invent some fucking Beats by Dre. We have you like, seen that documentary? Start if you a get cult, in, maybe? Oh, gosh. If you want to get inspired, something that truly inspires me that's not cheesy is the Defiant Ones, that documentary that's Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Oh, I watched that movie in the course of one day. It's four parts. Right. very long. I, it was like at night. My brother was over at my house. He was asleep on my couch. I got up and started working. It's on Netflix? It's on HBO. HBO Go. It's freaking, if that doesn't get you up and yeah. moving and inspired. All right. That's good. It's an amazing story. Good documentary. Um, it's going to be dark. Oh, what's the last gorgeous thing you saw? Oh my, well, aside from your beautiful face. Thank you. Most gorgeous thing I saw. Oh my gosh. So last weekend, really random story. I went to dinner in Laguna Beach Mm -hmm. and it's so far away and I was so tired to like drive home. And I was with my boyfriend and we were like, how are we going to get home from here? It's like 80 miles back to LA. Mm -hmm. It was like 10 o'clock. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, my sister's camping next door in this in her trailer Whoa. with her family yeah so i called my sister at 10 o'clock and was like i'm next door can i sleep in your trailer at your campsite mm-hmm. tonight she's like sure come on over so my sister has two babies mm-hmm. and uh her son was sleeping in the top bunk of the bunk bed and so my boyfriend and i shared the bottom bunk of the bunk beds which were twin beds and there's nothing like First off, parents are amazing. I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. I know you're from a big family. Yeah. Um, being woken up every day at 5 a.m. inside of a trailer oh. by a one-year-old. But there's just something so gorgeous about, like, a baby's face in the morning. Yeah. Even when it's screaming. And my niece was also woke up in the morning and was eating a barbecued chicken breast. Like the truth. Oh, that sounds, that, that's like real, dude. That's like, just, that, is, that is, I'm so psyched that like Thanksgiving is like coming up. And yes. the only bummer is that like, I'm not going to be ever cold for him. But like, you know, fucking Arizona. But that being said, that morning, it's not a funny thing. Because you have a nephew, like, um, just one nephew. Or, yeah, yeah, I got the nephew, but then I got like, I got other cousins. And stuff, Kids are and, just so like cute and they yeah. do the funniest, the, the stupidest things are funny. And like, just like the multi-generational gathering is such a positive effect. It really me. does. There's a fun, it's so funny, like, it's one of those, like, white people love to say things, but uh-huh. it was, like, they love, like, at the holidays, uh, the last person to wake up, they like to say, well, well look who's alive. Excellent. <laughs> look who decided to join us. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. oh, oh, no, they go, she's alive. That's what it is. You know, you come down to the edge. But that, I, used, I call it, um, I, I call it wolf morning, which is, like, this thing where, like, at the holidays and all the families at home, so people are, like, sleeping in all different rooms and like grandparents have the nice beds and stuff but then like that means you and your cousins probably slept like in the basement on the couch or like on beanbags so true you know you all got drunk and stuff so you like are you're like they get up and like your grandma because they got up earlier mom they like make coffee and there's like steam and there's the way they're just like there's always bacon smells yes there's there's always always bacon bacon. smells and it's just like everybody gathers the pack gathers like a wolf morning one day i'm gonna open a cafe i want to do forever we have a little coffee shop and what we do is we make coffee and bacon because the only options that you have in the morning everywhere else is like cake variations of cake oh my gosh jared that is that is how you're going to retire yeah bacon and coffee yeah bacon and coffee is the primary and then like other little like non-cakey carby like meat little things you can grab and walk with you know yeah like hard boiled eggs and stuff like that 
or like KLRs. That's an awesome idea. Wolf morning. But that comes from that idea of like that wonderful feeling of being around your pack in the morning. And like, it, again, it's that early morning thing. It's about 6 to 9 a.m. period of time where you're just like, it's just like the light the of the world, world is fresh. different, you know? Yeah, man. It's so great. It's just, it is like a wonderful feeling to feel really present with like, the truth that a new day dawns every 24 hours. It's true. It's crazy. It's such a gift. It, it is. Like every, every Unless you live in Alaska, it's just dark all the time. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've been there. In which case, life is, is just a bizarre nightmare. It's dark. <laughs> it is very dark. Uh, or the last, last one is yes. my Don't Kill Yourself list. So my list of Don't Kill Yourself, I started when I was in a very dark place in my life. And it's just, uh, I always start with coffee, sandwiches, and lavender soap. And I would like you to add something. It's usually things that are accessible and present and like, you know, whatever. And are undeniably good reasons to be alive um the beach oh i love the beach i love just nature in general yeah. whatever it is uh coffee coffee make creamer sugar-free powdered mm. from walmart amazing and then like a nice red wine coffee until cocktails that's how oh, i feel oh my god that's a good that should be i uh, love beverages that that'll that can be a great that's like a book. podcast or something. Coffee to cocktails. Coffee but like, cocktails. like coffee to cocktails, like like as a principle of how to live your life. Yeah. Which I kind of agree with. I just love beverages. I love them. Line them up. Give me a green Dude. juice. Give me some cayenne water. That thing was about about um dining, like eating being the best the, the point of life. Like I truly like my my paradise, and I've kind of backed off it just because of like life things and whatever. But for a long time, like I was like, and I'll probably return to this. Like my vision of. Yeah, paradise, like the perfect thing is like a table covered in so many plates and glasses. Like every ta- every plate, you have like you have like a mug and a water glass and a stemware and another stemware and a sparkling And when they're water. like, what do you want to drink? Everything. Everything. And there's a million plates and you're all just like dining and the ritual and the accoutrement of the altar you've created. It's the best thing in the world. And also it is like accessible to all of us. Like some of the poorest places I've visited... I've had the best meals yeah. with the most generous people who invited me into their houses. Like straight, I'm like, okay, this seems weird, but sure, I'll come over to someone I don't know's house and like take great care of you. And I just yeah. think, I think there's so much to be said for that. The precursor to my uh, don't kill yourself list. One of the first things that I was, I would tell myself, like, no matter how poor I got, no matter how bad life got, like pretty much always, I would have at least, I would have ten dollars. Which was enough to get coffee and a good dessert somewhere. Ooh, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that you know that's not always the there's there's Things you can extrapolate from that, that are the best strategies that cause you problems, that sort of thing of like, you know, you're so poor, money's so unreliable, you just blow it and you have it or whatever. But that truly, like, what's that $10 going to make a difference? And that you always have accessible to you, like, these luxuries, like the, like the pinnacle of humanity. Like, going from, like, creatures who ran around in the woods and died from exposure and where hopefully you killed an animal today so you could live or found some berries, to, like, you can go, like, all the insane civilization required to make like a piece of cake. Especially in a city like LA where every type of food. Yeah. And my boyfriend hates the term foodie. Hates I it. hate it too, but he's I, like, I oh, but he's, he's one. Well, me he and my friends, uh, we're trying to come up with a better term for a while. We were doing food head and we thought it was kind of like funny because it's like gearhead and it doesn't sound as like foodie. Foodie just sounds like I'm too hip- It's like too hipstery. It's, you know, it's just him. a word. I used to associate more with like, William Sonoma catalog. It's like very artisanal, like, but yeah, like, it's too like expensive. I'm a foodie. I like bacon jam. And you're like, no way. You know, like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, you have to, you, you need a word to differentiate yourself from those people. I like snacks. <laughs> yeah, like, like to just, just, like just loving. 
food, the story of food. Give me some pretzel chips. I love fucking garbage. I love (laughs) the highest. I love food. It's all just got so much story associated with it. Anyway. All right, well, that's great. Great, let's I think see. you've done it. I go through my, I know, I'm a little bummer right now. Uh, thanks for doing this, Josh. This is fun. Glad we finally did it. I'm so I, glad. I'm excited to see what, what are you going to do now? Are you going to, are you going to, are you going to do the channel? Are you going to do like vloggy stuff? We'll or? see what happens. I launched my YouTube channel this week and people watched and I only have one video on my channel and a lot of people watch. What do you say happen? You think we're going to, you think like the clever, like, you know what could happen? And we can talk more, more about this later. Yeah. Was I, was, I was kind of thinking about like the Valley folk. Do you know who they are? I love Joe Beretta. I love Lee Newton. I love Lee Newton. I love, Newton. I love Lee all Newton those and people. Elliot are two of my like close favorite people in the world. They had a great month, I guess, last month. They had some great people on. I they saw have, Joe tweeting about it. Valley folk is really, so successful. And like Shane Talk. Anyways, it's so I'm funny hugely, doing. hugely a fan of anything Joe Beretta does. Yes. A hundred percent. Great person. Agree. You should have him on the show. I know. I well we've tested about it. We've tested about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to test him again. Um but I'm just saying I was like, there's a model there. They're Patreoning, right? Uh, yeah, they, like, I was yeah. saying they were all source fed people. Yeah. And they, they got they got the thing the together. Game and everyone together. was like, Yes, we want this. And they do it themselves. And I was like, I know, I'm really proud of them. Yeah, that'd be honestly, a better situation for I, clever people. I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. Like at all whatsoever. But I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it too. I'm excited for you. This Thank you. Thank you. I so much. Good. Salutations. Salutations. Uh oh uh, um uh, Namaste. Greetings. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed the pod, check us out on patreon.com slash my good bad brain if you wanna some dollar bills that way and uh if you know think about leaving us uh, uh, a nice review those are nice they're they're lovely share us with a friend okay take care of yourself hydrate bye-bye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.